Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Let's go to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and bring in John Costco, Pro Football Focus. What's going on, man? What up, G. Bush? Good to be back on the show. Oh, man, good to hear from you, man. It, long time no see. It's great always catching up with you um, and uh, definitely uh, talking a little bit about the Browns and, and the NFL in general. Uh, I guess the storyline right now is, obviously, Senior Bowl is going on down in uh, Mobile, Alabama, and you, you get a chance, an opportunity to see some of the prospects that are, are going to really step up and, and be on NFL teams next year that can and you contribute early. And one of the narratives that we've heard so far is there's quarter there's no quarterbacks in this draft. There's none. There's no no impact guys. There's no splash names. And so it almost seems like people have are kind of like you know glazing over it. And and the Browns to me are in a market for a quarterback no matter what round it is. I think the Browns have to go into next season with at least looking at one young rookie quarterback to to come in in here and, and try to develop. What have you seen uh, in terms of uh, in Mobile, Alabama, and what is your overall thoughts on this this specific uh, quarterback draft? Yeah, so yeah, I mean, if you're looking at the the class as a whole, sure, it's weaker quarterback class than previous years. You know, we had five guys go in the top fifteen last year. You're not getting that this year. There's, there isn't that type of talent in this. But um, I, I think there's quality players and guys that you can develop. And my top guy, and I think he solidified that coming, you know, for me coming in this week is my top guy. And then he solidified it with his performance this week and practices is Malik Willis out of Liberty. Um, he's a transfer from Auburn, uh, ultra talented guy. He is a, he has a, as soon as he enters the NFL, he's going to have a top seven type arm talent in the, in the league. Uh, he's that good with just to be able to throw the ball from any platform um, he has an absolute hose that he can he can flick it with his wrist, you know, 50 plus yards down the field, and he can do it with accuracy. The the issues with him are uh, he does make pr- some pretty poor decisions at times. Um, you know, he had uh, two straight games this year where he threw you know three interceptions, um, and and they were his they were legitimately his fault. They weren't like batted passes that were unlucky type stuff. He was he was making poor decisions, but uh, he's he's a guy that. You know, he, he basically is a Lamar, Lamar Jackson type guy that would wreck defenses with his legs and ability to throw the ball and on the move. So uh, he has that type of ability. He carried the ball around 160 sometimes this year and broke almost 100 tackles. So that's the type of athlete that he is, and he can throw it, which is a deadly combination in the NFL. It, it, the mobility is really needed in the NFL, and I, he's a guy for me. I mean, I think he's. That would go top ten in this draft just based on 
that raw skill set he needs developing. Sure, he's a guy that you want to have uh, a veteran to be able to learn behind to to show the ropes. He's he kind of like Patrick Mahomes, where his footwork is all over the place when he was coming out of college, and that needed to be cleaned up. Uh, he does he tends to to scramble a lot and and take a lot of sacks. Kind of similar in the regard to how Mahomes did, but. Um, he has a really good feel for the game, and I think he would be clearly for me. He's, he's a number one quarterback, and and you know a guy that didn't wasn't there was this this week, but Matt Curls, that's a guy that is intriguing to maybe in the back end of the first round, um, and then the guys that were there, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, and Kenny Pickett, maybe those guys are uh, you know back end of the first round type guys, uh, maybe top of the, top part of the second round uh, players. They all have their warts, they, they, but they have talent, and they, they, they've shown it at times, and you just need every one of these guys needs developing. And, um, you know, landing spot matters a lot, but I think for, for like, if the Browns were going to go a quarterback in a round one, if that's what they wanted to do, Malik Willis is the only guy I'd be taking at number 13. Man, just, man what hits me is when you say I, – I was watching them, you know, and we do the Browns preview show on YouTube – and I remember, you know, asking you, like, you, you know, this is during the season a little bit, and he, he was playing, uh, I believe, Syracuse, uh, and he played a game against Ole Miss where he didn't look really good. Uh, and those games are, are against, you know, top-tier you know, top talent. Uh, you, you look at Liberty and where they play at and, and the Power Five schools that they were going against. Um, you know, he didn't have a good game against those guys. But when you just look at the way uh, that he moves, looks, look at the way he throws – it just looks like some of those quarterbacks that that we we see in the playoffs. You know, the playoffs showed us one thing that you know if, if you plan on coming out of the AFC and you got Josh Allen and Mahomes and and now Joe Burrow has asserted himself, uh, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. You know, if you got to beat some of those teams three games in a row, you're gonna have to have a quarterback. And when you say he has Lamar Jackson type legs and that arm. Uh, do you think uh, the, the the Browns would value a guy right there, or do you think that they would more look in the, in the rounds of say let's going after a receiver uh, and giving some more weapons on the outside because we saw weapons as well with those other teams too, and how Debo Samuel and guys like that really changed the game. I think I think it really matters how they attack free agency in terms of how they're going to address that that number one position that thir- thirteen overall position. Um, because Malik Willis is the type of guy that you he can be, he can become that that dynamic quarterback uh, like the, like like all these guys that you mentioned um, and take you into the playoffs and be that type of guy. The, the one issue is that like there's a long pathway to get there. He's not he's not coming in day one and being able to play like that. So it's just like Lamar Jackson. You needed to build an offense built to his skill set. You need to build an offense to, to Malik Willis' skill set to be able to unleash all the abilities that he has. Now, with the, if the Browns don't make any moves as, at the quarterback position, you know, say going after Rodgers or, or you know Russell Wilson or whoever it may be, and and are looking at uh, you know they've added a couple wide receivers in in free agency that really bolsters that room, and they've attacked a lot of their weaknesses that they have. Then yeah, quarterback does come into play. Um, but if they if they're still you know they light on the talent at the wide receiver position because they weren't able to sign all the guys that they wanted there, I think wide receiver is probably a more likely position that they're going to be addressing in in the draft at number thirteen. So you know I, I think I think they understand where it is that they they need to 
to fix their holes, and I, I believe they know that they need to upgrade at quarterback or be better at quarterback position, and Willis gets you there eventually. But the thing is, does he get you there year one? Um, because I, I would, ex- if Baker plays, you know, for the Browns this year, I would expect a bounce back year. Like he, he was so bad that you know injuries contributed to it, um, and then he was he was some of the better, you know, in twenty twenty uh, the twenty twenty season. I would expect him to at least get back to like, you know, an average level of quarterback. So they, you know, maybe they expect that as well, and and they think that's good enough to get you into the playoffs, and that they get a better enough good enough team. They can look like the San Francisco 49ers this year, where they're they're in the the final game, right? So I can see wh- how they would approach it in all sorts of ways. It really kind of depends on you know what what happens during free agency and what we'll uh, we'll find out there. Talking to John Costco in the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, he's with Pro for Pro Football Focus. Um, well, let's dig into some of the receivers. Uh, you know. Right now, uh, the Browns receiving core, you got Jarvis Landry, Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, you got Schwartz, you, you kind of got Demetrius Felton. And one of the things that I got a knock on the Browns is, you know, when you 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 lose Odell Beckham Jr. and, and you kind of – he goes out and has his resurgence in Los Angeles, and you look at the teams in the playoffs who have Cooper Cups and the OBJs and, and, and the Debo Samuels and the A.J. Browns and, and of course, Jamar Chase – um, you know, when you when you see all of those those things and you get an opportunity to see what a Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase does, um, who is a guy who who is a few guys that um the that you guys have rated very highly that can come in and I'm not gonna say they're gonna be Jamar Chase, but who can give you that type of feeling? Who can give you that type of explosiveness that that can get you some points on the board and you can stretch the field? To me, the number one guy off the bat is Jameson Williams out of Alabama, former Ohio State wide receiver. He's got Tyreek Hill type speed, legitimately. Um, you know, I'm not going to say he's Tyreek Hill in terms of all the skill set that he has, but he has that that blazing type of speed. Um, he will take the top off defenses, and he runs good routes, short routes too. So he's not just a deep threat. So he can run, you know, your intermediate uh, in cut and routes. You can have the deep comebacks with him. So you can utilize his deep speed and be able to, sh- to throw it at all levels of the field for him. And uh, he does a really good job catching ball. He has, you know, 118 targets dropped, just six passes this year. Um, and he's, he's just a legitimate deep threat and uh, threat all levels of the field. So if for me, the, I know he tore his ACL in the, in the national title game. And if you look at that game, I mean, Bama's offense completely went into a shell as soon as he got injured in that one. Like, he was a massive difference for that offense, and, and maybe they win that game if he's playing. So uh, he, he has that, that ability to really, you know, make a difference year one, in my opinion. You know, that's, you, know you talk about ACL injuries and recovering from that. You know, the, the technology and the ability to come back from that nowadays is so much more faster than it used to be. Let's look at even like Cam Akers who, who tore his Achilles tendon and was has already, and that was in August, late August. And he's already back playing in the playoffs. Like that's to me, that's insane. Like I, how do you, how does that happen? I've never heard of something like that, but uh, some other guys that would be, you know, maybe some you know, really good, strong receivers would be, you know, Drake London out of USC. He's a big bodied guy that reminds me of like a Mike Evans type, but much more physical as a, as a runner with the ball in his hands. Uh, he would be a guy that you can 
uh, you know, throw it over the middle of the field, do those seam routes, uh, have some of the short inter- to intermediate throws where he he's a big body. You can put it up high, which is, you know, Baker Mayfield's a quarterback. Baker Mayfield's passes do tend to sail. If the guy's a six foot five, long armed guy, he'd be able to snag those downs, and he's got strong, strong hands. He does have drop issues, but I think for him, it's more of a just a concentration thing rather than like having bad hands. Um, so those those are a couple guys that for me, I think would make differences year one to to kind of uh, I'll make you make you much more relevant. You know, he. The, the, the Jameson Williams could be your Tyreek Hill type guy, and Drake London could be a, a, a Mike Evans slash even like an AJ Brown type guy for you. You know, those, these are the ceilings for these guys. You know, I'm not saying that they are these guys, right? But that's what you would hope to get out of these types of guys. Uh, well, you look at on the opposite side of the football on defense. Um, could you foresee? I, I don't know if this is is feasible. Is there any defensive players in this draft that are so good that if they fell to the Browns? They would be like hard pressed to pass over, or maybe like a Stingley from LSU or or Nicobe Dean at linebacker from Georgia. Are there any studs like that where you know you can get a guy and you say that's a position of need, and or he's just that good defensively that we would if he fell, I'd take him over a receiver. So, I mean, yeah, I would suppose you could say that with like you know. I- it's hard to say that, right? Like Aiden Hutchins, if he somehow was stupidly fell to 13, you know, like those top guys, yeah, obviously you're doing that. Derek Stingley is a guy, though, where that's much more feasible for him to fall. He had phenomenal tape as a freshman. Like it was otherworldly good as a freshman. He he led the nation in, in grade um, and, you know, obviously won the national title. is a big reason for that, um, for their defense. But he's not even come close to that type of level of tape, and it – to me, it feels more like a a risk that you know when you see a guy go they'll be that good that early and then fall off a cliff in terms of this production, uh, lots of injuries and stuff like that. Um, you know, I question the work ethic and his drive and desire or whatever. And I, you know, I don't know the person individually. I really don't know all that stuff. But it, it just makes you question that. And if I was a you know if I was a scout or in that room, I'd be I'd be drilling him on those types of questions. Uh, but other than that, I don't, I don't know if there's a guy that would really kind of pop out for me that I'd want at 13 that would fall there. George Carlap, this the, the edge defender from Purdue. We do have him as a number seven ranked guy in our big board. Uh, he's a he's a big, I mean, he's a big, powerful edge defender. He's six foot four, 275 pounds. Uh, he's going to win win with a variety of. You know the the moves that you'd want, and you can also line them up inside and outside, so he could be a, a movable piece there. So he'd be a guy that I, I think could potentially be in play for the Browns if he fell to thirteen. Um, but you know, obviously, this is it's really early at this point in the game. I, I wouldn't be going linebacker um, that thirteen. I, I think linebacker is like the running back of of the defense in, in, in a sense, where their play rel- is reliant upon more so all the pieces around him rather than his play. And unless you get like an absolute special type of guy, which is, it's really hard to find those. And, and maybe Nicobe Dean is that, that type of guy, but um, I don't, I don't like to bank on that, um, you know, to try to take, find an outlier at a position that's not as valuable as, you know, edge defender or wide receiver, or, you know, obviously quarterback and, and some other positions. Oh, okay. Let me get this really quickly. Um, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals uh, are going to the Super Bowl. 
Um, on this playoff run, we talked about the quarterbacks and different things like that. Uh, when you look at the way the Cincinnati Bengals built it, how how were the Cincinnati Bengals able to leap the Browns? The Bengals were supposed to be the Browns. This was like the the, the trajectory of what the Bengals have done with just one second-year quarterback and a first-year re- receiver. Where in, in that trajectory uh, did, did the Bengals were able to win and, and get to the uh, Super Bowl with a terrible offensive line and uh, just Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase? What happened? Uh, well, Jim- Joe Burrow happened is what <laughs> happened for them. I don't even remember last year where, you know, you asked me if, uh, you know, who who did you take, Baker or Joe Burrow? And this was in the midst of Baker having, like, excellent games. Right. I, I told you I'd take, <laughs> take Joe Burrow. And this is exactly why. Like, the, the guy is unflappable. He is a, an absolute baller when it comes to to this playing the game. And, you know, basically since week 12, he's been lights out. Uh, for this entire season, and just is, is a magic maker. But it, it's it kind of reminds me of, of last year of the Brown season last year, where they they caught fire in the second half of the season with you know Joe Burrow ca- catching fire. This offensive line is nowhere near as good as the Browns was, but they had the weapons, and that's what matters when it comes to to the NFL. Like, yeah, you need you want a, a, a you know a top ten, a top five offensive line, but if you don't have the weapons to throw to. And, and the quarterback to throw it to them, then it's all for naught because, you know, you're going to have to rely on a rushing attack. So with, with Burrow, he's able to make the plays in the clutch moments uh, of, of games, third third and longs, his, his ability to find the open receiver or even when he can't to get out of the sack and scramble for it. Um, and so it kind of reminds me of how the Browns were last year where they, they got into the playoffs um, and anything could happen at that point. And, uh, but the difference is that you, you, you have the weapons to be able to have defenses respect that. And you remember last year in, in the playoffs for the Browns, they, they couldn't get guys open against the Chiefs. The, the difference here is that even though that the, the the offensive line struggled for the Bengals, Burrow was able to find open receivers when it mattered, uh, whereas, you know, ba- Baker wasn't. John, I thank you so much for taking some time this Saturday morning. Stay, stay, stay safe, stay off the roads, hang out, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, my pleasure, G. Bush. You have a great rest of your Saturday, and you be safe as well. All right, man. That's uh, John Costco in the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. My line is- We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.